Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Go to Genesis chapter 3 is where we're going. Genesis chapter 3. Uh, we have church tonight at 5.30, and so I would encourage you, uh, make your way back. Orchestra practice is at 4.30. Uh, children's choir is at 4.30. Church choir practice at 4.30, and so uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. Then the teenagers, uh, they have a fellowship time, uh, that time also, and then uh, men's soul winning, so you just come on and come. Uh, next week, we will start the uh, prayer schedule. Uh, for the men that signed up, so you'll be contacted this week about the schedule, and what we're going to do is at handshaking time, uh, you men that signed up and said, Pastor, would love to help you, then you'll go to the prayer room uh, right after handshaking, and uh, you'll stay in there and you'll pray uh, while we're preaching here, and you'll just pray, and just undergird our church and our service in prayer. Uh, so men, if you still want to sign up for that, please let me know fill out an information card, put it on there, drop a uh, piece of paper in the giving stations on the way out, and let's see what God does. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, this is just not a time to fill. This is the time that we get to look into your word. Lord, I'm going to ask that you do this kind of work in who we are. And Lord, there, there is in our heart a love and a desire to serve you. And Lord, because we want to serve you, we need to know how to interact with you. How do we even approach a holy God? And Lord, I'm so thankful that your word gives this to us. Lord, nothing that is going on in our life right now is a shock. Nothing that is happening to us, around us, is, is, is a shock to you. God, you knew it was coming. You knew the lay of the land, and Lord, help us to get in your mind, get in your world on this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Genesis chapter 3, of course, Genesis chapter 1, and Genesis chapter 2 uh, is the creation of everything, and we know that. We come to Genesis chapter 3, so we're walking through the first part. When we come to Genesis chapter 3, we now come to verse number 1, it says, now. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. But for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now we come to verse number six, and this is what is referred to as the fall of man. So now we're fixing to find out that the, the head of the human race, Adam and Eve, now there's this fall, and this is what is re commonly referred to in verse number six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that was pleasant to the eye, a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Look at this. 
And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Verse number 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, and would you read the question with me, because this is the title for this morning. Here it is, ready? Where art now, this is amazing to me. Where art thou? The, the devil is questioning Eve about the commands. Eve responds with a response of taking in the fruit, thinking it would bring her some type of pleasure to her life. It was pleasant to the eyes. But then something happened the day they ate of the forbidden fruit, that tree that God said, don't eat of. What happened was is that their eyes were open and then they knew their true condition. And this is what I want to talk to you about this morning and that is this. Anytime sin interacts with a life, it will bring you to a true condition. And that honesty in that condition, this is what we struggle with because sometimes you look in the mirror of life and you think to yourself, I cannot believe that I am here. I cannot believe that I ate that fruit. I cannot believe who I really am. Again, like I said last week, when you ask somebody, how you doing? Fine. That's a lie. There are people I meet all the time that they may smile on the outside, they may be happy on the outside, but on the inside, they have a true condition like Adam and Eve. They sewed fig leaves together. Here was their response when their eyes were open, look at verse number seven, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves what? Aprons. Then look at verse number eight. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife did what, please? Hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Then God makes an amazing statement. Where art thou question doesn't God know everything isn't God everywhere then why ask the question did the Lord ask the question because he didn't know where they were hiding did the Lord ask this question because he did not know what they had done no the Lord asked the question so they could get to the solution and there's a lot of times that the Holy Spirit of God wants to take your life where you're at right now, I'm not talking about where you were at. I'm not talking about where you want to be. I'm talking about where are you at right now and who you are, does it scare you? Men, can I, can I just put us on the chopping block this morning? And ladies, could I explain your husband? When he walks away from an argument... It's not because he's weak, it's because his anger just scared him. Most wives are like, don't walk away from me. You better thank God that he's walking away. And there's a lot of times that we don't understand that a husband, if I could just use husband, there are times when husbands will shake. As, as, as a teenage boy, when I would get mad I would cry. 
And when I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go after somebody, I would shake and I would just cry. We were moving down here when I was 12 years of age. We stopped in Memphis, Tennessee at Gary Winter's house. And Pastor Winter's pastor's down here not too far. And we were there, and I was getting, it into, getting into it with my sister. And uh, Kim and I were just like, she's one year older than I, and uh, I am three years smarter than she, but she's one year older than I. And so, and so we were getting into it. Finally, my dad had enough. He had enough. And Brother Winters had two sets of boxing gloves for his boys hanging in the garage. And, uh, and Brother Winters said, hey, hey, Brother Gray, I got boxing gloves out there. My dad said, go get them. You're telling me I have permission to hit my sister? Oh, yeah, bring it on. Go get the boxing gloves. They brought those boxing gloves in, and Kim and I went into the backyard, and I put them things on. When you fight, there are rules. Put them box, you're supposed to dance like Muhammad Ali. You're supposed to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. And you're supposed to bob and you're supposed to weave. Kim put them boxing gloves on, walked up and kicked me in the shins. <laughs> and when I was like, why poop? She hit me in the, and then she kicked me in the shins. And, 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 and I'm sitting there going, ooh. Well, then I start getting mad. And I'm like, if I get these off, bam. If I get these, bam. And she whooped the snot out of me, and I am crying, I am mad, and my father had to say, are you done, son? And I was like, you just don't, you get these things off of me, and I'm telling you, once I get these things off, I am going to like knock the snot out of her, and I'm, listen to me, whether, whether, whether we like to admit it or not, in every young man, there's anger. Right, R.G.? Should I, Kelly? No, I'm going to do it anyways. When, when, when R.G. gets mad, just gets mad, and he may be special needs, but he, mad, he will do the R.G. shake. You say, what is the R.G. shake? He'll turn around and he'll just do that to you, <laughs> and he'll walk off. He's <laughs> like, boy, that boy is mad right there. And when he gets mad, he gets strong. Let me tell you something. Men, I'm not going to ask you to admit it, but how many of you scared yourself? And you've had to say, I got to walk away. And when you scare yourself, then fear starts setting in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to you asking you, who are you right now? And what about reality in your life right now scares you? The reason it scares you is because you're a sinner. The reason it scares you is because you're susceptible. The reason it scares you is because the world's bigger than you are. You and I may think we're bigger than the world, but the world's bigger than us. How many times have a child come home and they left your presence and they were fine, but when they came back into your presence, they were scared. How, how many times have you seen it on the wife on the face of your wife, Kelly and I were, when we were living on Tulane, uh, we were out working in the yard one day and, and, and she had, a car had gone by the house and all of a sudden her demeanor changed and I was like, what is going on? And she said, well, that car right there, I was at the stoplight and, and, and I had RG and, and the car behind me, 
started honking and he started yelling and he started screaming and I'm busy taking the care of the kids. When that car came down the road, she went into fear. I went into anger. And I had a shovel in my hand. And I was going to play Bob Bunyan because I was going to put it over my shoulder. And she's like, Bob, Bob, don't go down there. I said, no, I'm going to take this shovel and I'm going to beat every window out of his car. I shouldn't be saying that with Jacobs in here. And then I would go to jail like a good pastor. And uh, <laughs> so, but it scares you. You know what happened? All of a sudden, Adam and Eve were living this life. Everything was going along fine and everything was okay. And then all of a sudden, they listened and were deceived. And all of a sudden, they ate. And the Bible tells us that they hid themselves um, from the presence of the Lord. And the Bible says they were afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to you right now and telling you this, that God has been watching your life on the journey to where you're at. It may be you wake up and go, I, ca I can't believe this. You may wake up and go, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden we start retreating. We start hiding. We want less God in our life. We don't want to come to church. We don't want to be around those church people. We feel more comfortable around the heathen crowd. We feel more comfortable around anti-God crowd. Why? Because we know who we are. We know what we have eaten. We know our true condition and it's not pretty. And then guess what we start doing? We start backing up from the presence of the Lord. And we start manufacturing something to fix us. And we think, well, maybe this job will fix this. And maybe this geographic location will fix this. And maybe this will fix it. And maybe this will fix it. No, no, ladies and gentlemen. Anytime you and I try to fix it ourselves, we're just going to have to revisit who we are. And what's happening is, is that people are taking who they are and they're pushing it off seasonally only to have to address it the next season around. You see, the fig leaves that they took were only seasonal. And we talked about this in the dining hall. It's only seasonal. This season. Can I ask you a question? What designer personality are you wearing this time around? What are you trying different? Maybe it will fix this. But the problem is not the fig leaves. The problem is we're not going to the right source to fix this. This is what I love about our God. Our God has watched the conversation. Our God watched the devil take over the serpent. Our God watched... Satan and Eve have a conversation. Our God watched Eve plucked from the tree. Our God watched as Adam came home and Eve said and Adam did. God watched as for the very first time their eyes were open and they were afraid. And then the conversation with this couple. Babe, you better go get some fig leaves. Get out that sewing machine because we can't go out in public like this. We can't, we can't function in society. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to come to you today and tell you this. Sin has always 
hurt people. And the reason our society is living in fear is because of sin. When sin gets into our world, and we are human, we are attracted to sin, like that golden doodle of ours is attracted to water and mud. She will get in that thing, and I'll tell you why she's that way. It's the neighborhood boyfriend that she has. Y'all, the Hicks have this dog named Bama. And Bama hears that garage door go, Bama. <laughs> and Sweet Tea's on the inside, and I want my boyfriend, I want my boyfriend. And, and uh, the boyfriend goes, I want my girlfriend, I want my girlfriend. And I will open the door, and Bama will come into our house and go through every room in our house, and, and, and I'll give the dog treats, and they'll sit together like a cute little couple. And I'm like, what do you get when you cross? What is that thing? What do you get when you cross that thing with a golden doodle? You know what you get? Problems for Rob Hicks because he's taking the puppies. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I'll tell you, it is in the nature of those dogs to get into skunks, to get into junk, to get go waller in, 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 in the nice green field that's watered by the septic tank. Those dogs will think that's the greatest thing ever. And then we got to live in the stink. You're human, and you and I are not getting away from being deceived. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to you right now and telling you this. If you right now are living spiritually in fear, and you think the designer clothes of your personality is going to cover it up, and maybe if I smile the right way, and maybe if I say the right kind of amen, and maybe if I carry my Bible in the right position, and maybe this is not going to help you. It's not going to help me. I'm going to give you three things that I think would be of great comfort to you today because my goal of the sermon is this. Come out from hiding and let God touch you. And don't live in fear. Because what you're carrying of your knowledge of you and maybe where you're at, God already knows. The very first thing I want to tell you is this. God watched you and he still loves you. Don't you love that? And you, at some point, you're not fooling anybody. You think you are. I love this little story. The drunk husband snuck up the stairs quietly. He looked in the bathroom mirror and bandaged the bumps and bruises he received in a fight earlier that night. He then proceeds to climb into bed, smiling at the thought that he pulled, pulled one over on his wife. When the morning came, he opened his eyes, and there stood his wife. Uh, you were drunk last night, weren't you? No, honey. Well, if you weren't, then who put all the band-aids on the bathroom mirror? Do you know what we're trying to do? I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to cover it up. Nobody ever see it. I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to cover up. And you're leaving a trail. Let me tell you something. God's watched you all along. Guess what? He still loves you. And the greatest thing I can tell somebody, other people may walk away from you, and other people may find out this revelation about your, your, you, and they may go, oh, you're too toxic for me. I don't. No, no, no. Our God never does that because our God created you, and God has watched you get to the place where you're hiding, and you're in fear. And God is looking for you, and he's saying this, where art thou? And are you willing to come to grips with where you are at for the second thing? God came looking for them knowing their condition. God watched you and he still loves you. God knows you and he can fix you. <laughs> I love that. God knows you and he can 
fix you. He came to them. How did he come? Look at verse number 8. Look at this. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the what, please? Cool of the day. Do you know that God is looking for you and God can fix you, but he's going to speak to you through the Holy Spirit of God on the inside. Men, how many of you get stubborn when your wife tries to tell you what to do? Boy, I feel like I'm on an island all by myself. You bunch of heathens, come on now. Jared, thank you very much. Me and you together. Let me take Kelly Jane and Anna Joy. You know, we just got to go on. You know what? But look at this. When my wife walks away, then guess who takes over the narrative? God does. I was reading my Bible yesterday morning. Sitting in a coffee shop reading the Word of God. And I could not believe that a phrase jumped off the pages of God's Word. And I went, no, God, she can't be right again. God, I can't even tell her she's right again. God, I'm not even going to acknowledge she's right again. And this morning, she said one little thing. I never responded to her. You know why? Because I hate it when she's right. Because I knew I was right. But then the God's word went. Be still and know that I am God. And do you know when God's going to come? He's going to come when you've sowed, you've tried to fix, you've tried to get it all done, it's all looking good, you stand in the mirror and go, babe, hey, we look okay, we look good. And then in the cool of the day, your God's going to go, Bob, Bob, I could put your name in there. Y'all are looking sanctified right now and it's scaring me. But how many know what I'm talking about? And this is called conviction. This is called, yes, God, you have spoken. God came looking for them to fix them. And then would you look at the third thing? Look at verse number 21. And unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. I love this, and it's going to be very simplistic because of the simplicity of the text. But when God made clothes, look what it says. The, 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 the conjunction there is and. And what? Clothe them. This is going to sound like such a trite. Austin, can I use you? It's going to sound like such a trite point. But when I saw this, it was so liberating. Can I say this? To my dignity. Take your coat off if you don't mind. The only people on the planet at the time was God 
in Adam and Eve. And God said, you can't walk through life that way. And so God, God made them coats and God clothed them. And I'm going to be very respectful to Adam and Eve right now. But God was the only one that saw their true condition. And it was very important to God that they not walk through life that way. Do you know what God wants to do? God wants to take who you are right now. And God wants to have a private clothing session with you. Thank you, Austin. And God wants to bring his grace down. And God wants you and him to get together because God doesn't want you in that condition. God doesn't want you living in fear. God doesn't want you living in disgust. God doesn't want you living in depression. God doesn't want you living with the mindset of always, uh, uh, he's mad at me and he'll be mad because look what I did. I gave in. He told me not to. I did. And let me tell you something. You know what revival's all about? Revival is all about a sinner meeting a Savior and a Savior saving a sinner and a sinner getting a relationship with a Savior. And together you just live. God, you say, well, Pastor, what if people find out? Oh, my friend. We're talking about God. If he was there to see you blow it, then he's there to see your true condition. And he's the only one. And I think a lot of times we take a Catholic approach to our failings. And that is this. I got to get to a man. I got to get to a man. I got to get down to Father Bob. If I can get to Father Bob... Oh, no, 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 no. You have a high priest. His name's Jesus Christ. And every sin you're committing, he's already paid for. He's already washed away with the blood. And all he's asking you to do is this. Take a chance that your creator is your redeemer and your creator has forgiveness and your creator has grace. And sir, ma'am, teenager, young adult, you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live. Can, can, we go to, can I close real quick with this verse? We're going to go to Romans chapter 5. I wasn't going to mention it, but I, you, my, my favorite verse in the Bible is Romans 5, 8. But I was looking at this earlier today, and it was one of the last set of verses I plugged into the sermon. Look at Romans 5, verse 6, and would you please look at this. Romans 5, 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the what, please? Ungodly. You know what I did? I took a, took a pen and I drew without strength, ungodly. Look at me. I don't have enough strength to stay away from ungodliness. Then look at the mind of God. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Do you know what he's saying? We're not even righteous. We're not even good. We're sinners. And God said, you know how y'all think. You would never die for a righteous man. You wouldn't even hardly die for a good man. You wouldn't even dare to do that. But not God. But God commendeth or proved his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, 
Christ died for us. Oh, if the writers would have left out, and if they would have wrote the verse this way, look at verse 8, but God commendeth his love toward us, Christ died for us. But he put in there this phrase, in that while we were. It's one thing to pay for a debt after the deed is done. It's another thing to watch the debt being created and pay for it. And God watched you and I. If you're here today and you're living in fear and you're saying, I just don't think I can. I don't think I can rise above. I don't think I can get this done. God's mad at me. Everybody's going to be mad at me. They're going to be disappointed in me. Oh, my friend, your dignity, your dignity is more important to God than him proving a point right now. He already proved a point when he died on Calvary. I think, ladies, that you will, Miss, Miss Joelle and Miss Helen, I'm so sorry. No, it's not. Wendy, I fixed it. I'm working down, I'm looking at Helen, I'm working my way to Wendy, and uh, then Donnie, Wendy, Joel, and, and uh, you would admit that the dignity of Alzheimer's patients it's very important that their dignity, because they're not aware. And to a family member, they don't want their loved one looking like that. And y'all, God comes to you today and says, I, I can cover you. I can get this done in your life. Oh, if you're living here today, here in just a moment, we're going to stand and this altar is open. If you're living in fear and you're hiding, and you're not back to where you need to be. You don't need to come tell me everything. You come get on your knees and say, God, I need your help. And watch God reach down and clothe you. And you can keep your dignity. Ah, pastor, I don't want you finding out. God already knows. He already knows. Let him clothe you in his grace. Where are you this morning? Where art thou? And wherever you're at. God wants to come and do something amazing. Taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview, we trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.